Life can throw a lot at you. But imagine if your life were different, better. Not because of what's coming at you, but because of what's coming from you. Let's get there together. Join us and imagine yourself. Well, um, so, um, hello. This is Imagine Yourself. I'm Lene. And this is Sandy. And why are you being weird? I'm trying to make sure that everyone can just slow things down a bit and imagine having patience, waiting patiently. People who have been waiting patiently to get some good information here from Imagine Yourself can be assured that, yes, we are all wired differently. Some of us have more patience than others, right? I guess very few of us see patience as a good thing or a fun thing. Most of us see it as a negative or something that we don't want to give into. Well, they see it as a good thing that they would like to have, but they don't see it as something they want to necessarily exercise. (laughs) Exactly. That goes across the board, right? For eating broccoli and healthy foods and things, all these things that you know in your heart are good for you, but it doesn't feel as good. It doesn't give you that instant gratification that we tend to be looking for nowadays, especially in society, right? So we're going to talk about it today. We're going to see what we can learn about this beautiful little quality called patience I know, Sandy, you and I were kind of talking before we started about the fact that there are two kinds of patients. There's short-term patients and long-term patients, right? Yeah. Short-term patients (laughs) is for those of you who don't like to wait in line at the grocery store and deal with waiting in traffic and stuff like that. Things that will resolve themselves usually within the hour, right? Well, it depends. If you're waiting on hold for customer service, that might... Might take a few hours. Yeah. But no, people don't like to wait for anything. Every We want to microwave. We want to tap something and get to a link. We want to see a video. We don't want to wait three seconds for it to load. Fortunately, we really don't have to do that. Remember back in the day, though, where you used to have to wait for a video to load? Or I can go back even further. Do you remember dial-up internet with a little... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Whereas now, like you said, everything is being designed for our impatience. Yeah. Think about, though, too, the difference that it might have with the next generation. If they are absolutely not used to waiting at all, you know, like even with us where we used to have, I mean, we used to have devices like a typewriter where, you know, you'd have to sit and type it out. And Remember whiteout? Yes. (laughs) All these things that I'm just curious about this, which is why. I still believe that this is an important topic to talk about. Yeah. Because even though things are being designed for our patient's level and being designed to give us quick access, that is good, I guess, for the short term. But there's, remember, too, I said there were two things. There's long-term patients. And many of those things, they take a longer time, of course. They're not just tangible things, necessarily, that you type up and things. It's more like finding a soulmate, you know, right. for that person to show up in your life, waiting through a particularly hard season. Sometimes when people have grief, there are stages of grief. They have to get through those stages and they may want to snap their fingers and feel better and have this peace about their loved one being gone. But it takes patience. Yeah. Or even to a smaller degree, somebody saving up money to buy a house or a yes. car or, of course, you know, with the instant society we're in now and the instant easy credit. Maybe people don't have to do that as much. But generally for a house, you have to save money. But that's another thing that people don't have patience for anymore is they want things now. And they maybe borrow a little too much money. Yeah, it all boils down to not just patience, but the word waiting. Yeah, waiting. Why do humans have such a hard time with waiting? The waiting is the hardest part. 
Isn't that Tom Petty? (laughs) (laughs) See, bring it, bring it on in, bring it in, Sandy. Okay, what about this? Is there a way that we can possibly put a positive spin on waiting? I hope so, because it's part of life. I was reading about some of the things that we wait for, and it was a Timex survey. So 32 minutes is the average wait to see a doctor, 21 minutes for a significant other to get ready to go out. That's got to be a a man waiting for a woman. I mean, there are some men that they got to get beard just right. That's true. That's true. (laughs) What about this? 13 hours annually waiting on hold for customer service. That's what I was talking about before. That's that part. 13 hours per year of your life. Oh my gosh. So, oh, 38 hours each year waiting in traffic. Yeah. Those in big cities wait more than 50 hours annually. So it goes on, or you were talking about lines in the grocery store. There's this one that I go to, and it's just, it seems like no matter what time of day, it's always. See, that's the thing. Yeah, you do. I know you probably try to be very strategic in the way that you time it, right? Mm -hmm. And it still doesn't guarantee. And that's another part. So the word waiting is important, but the word control. Some of these things are beyond your control. You cannot or should not go back there and yank your doctor and say, listen, (laughs) I've been waiting here for more than my 32 minutes. I'm ready to be seen. No, I've never seen anybody. I have seen people get mad and go up to the receptionist different doctor's offices before, but that doesn't happen very often. And it doesn't help. Do you notice it doesn't help? It probably... (laughs) I mean, they're doing the best they can, I'm sure. Yeah. And even if they're not, you getting angry and huffy with them is probably not going to make them... No, (laughs) it wouldn't make me... And that's your doctor. Do you really want your doctor to be mad at you? Yeah, or the lady in the office, like she's going to type something in your file? Yes. And, and, or not schedule you for the next one. Or like that Seinfeld episode where Elaine, they wrote in her file, difficult patient. Do you remember that? <laughs> there's a Seinfeld episode to relate to everything. But yeah. It so. is. Because there's so many. of. But that's what we're getting at. We want to make sure that today we kind of pull an overall view of putting patients in a positive light and trying to exercise that patience. Okay, (laughs) so let's do that. Do you have some strategies, Lene? What you got? Okay, so I have some strategies at the end, but I kind of wanted to take us on a journey first on like how we're thinking. Okay. Because I believe that part of the strategy part is going to ultimately be how we view it, how we see it, and how we come to embrace it. For me personally, I actually am a pretty patient person. By nature, thank God. I think it's because even though I have six siblings now, there was a time period where I was an only child. I was an only child for seven years. Wow. Yeah. So I got to play in my room for just hours by myself. I don't know what my parents were watching TV or whatever, but (laughs) but I just learned to entertain myself. And I think that was helpful because, for example, when I am personally waiting in the doctor's office, I just find a way to entertain myself. And of course, we've got our cell phones, which help. I can even get things done and read emails. I can read a book or a magazine on there. As long as I'm going to get to pick up my kids afterward or get to my next appointment in some kind of decent time, I am really just fine, just chilling. And I don't get all elevated temperature and elevated <laughs> you know, uh, anger level. None of that happens. So as far as the short-term patients, I'm personally really good about it because I figure As long as you get 24 hours in a day, as long as you can get to certain things on time and you space it properly, it's all good. Just chill. Sit there for an hour. (laughs) People are so tightly scheduled, though, that sometimes, and you probably find yourself in this situation, too, where you do need to get to pick up your kids or you do need to get to a meeting and the doctor or the grocery store line or the traffic. But guess what, Sandy? 
You can't do anything about it. No, I can. 2020 did teach me to not live like I did in 2019. I promise you, Sandy, I have taken better control of my calendar. That was on our podcast, the New Year's Resolutions. I said that I wanted to manage my calendar better. And I now leave bigger spaces to get things completed so that I won't end up being late to the next one or getting that panic feeling where it's like, oh, my goodness, I didn't schedule enough time. I really try to do a good job of spacing it out better. And it is something that can be done. I know that you have deadlines and you have things that are coming in, but you manage those too. You don't necessarily agree that, oh, yeah, I can get that off to you tomorrow if it's something that could wait and if it's going to just absolutely destroy the quality and the peace and the patience that you can have in that first day to get things done. It's being able to say no to things. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that happens sometimes. Hey, can we do this or do that? Or can you come here? Or can you get this in? And you have a choice. Exactly. In most cases. I mean, every once in a while, things hit you. You can't. But maybe even consider scheduling a little cushion for that. Okay. That's that's a good point. That's there right there. But the other problem, I'm not as patient or not as accepting when it's long-term waiting. This is the part where I said, before we get to tips, I was really thinking, Sandy, before we came in here, why do I have such a problem with the long-term waiting and the things that are more like we talked about as far as if you want to find your soulmate, when will you get your next promotion and, and work, things like that. Or if someone who's waiting to have a child, when will that day come? And I think a lot of it is because in our minds, We're not necessarily as impatient about when it will happen. I think we're worried deep down inside if it will happen. Oh, of course. If somebody could come down, if God could come whisper to us, hey, don't worry, in two years, you'll have that child. Or don't worry, your promotion will come in a year and a half. Or your don't worry, your kid's going to get straight A's next year or whatever. Yes, your dilemma is right there. Then you'd be... I think you'd be happy to wait the two years. You'd be like me in the waiting office. Well, I mean, I'm eventually going to get back there to the doctor's office. So I'll just enjoy the ride because you know that it's going to happen. Mm. And I started to really get the feeling that it's that when and if dynamic, if this is going to happen, am I going to end up at the end of my life and that it, whatever it is, never happened at all? Yeah. And I think that's what kind of makes that anxiety come up and that impatience come up. And then I started to think, what if I really try to focus in on the beautiful things and be grateful for the good things in my life and start realizing that my life right now today is enough. Of course, it can be better. Sandy and I, you know, we always talk about imagine yourself things being better, right? But that it is actually good enough at this current moment. Like, yeah. am, I, am I making sense with this? Is this? No, I like it. A... Um, and I think you in the doctor's waiting room with a tight schedule and without a tight schedule is a great analogy. Yes. Because yeah. you're not worried about it in the one sense. You know that you're going to get there eventually and you don't really care how long it takes because you're comfortable and you're not bound up on, I have to go pick up my kid from school or something. Yes. And then the other case scenario is if you are worried about if you're going to make your next appointment. Now, you're not worried about not, you're never going to see the doctor, but I still think the analogy works. So now here's another thing. I started thinking, what if we could interview right now 
the Wright brothers or Thomas Edison, just bring them in here to the studio real quick <laughs> and say like, because I think everybody, I'm hoping everybody has kind of heard about how the Wright brothers tried for years and they had so many different things at play to try to get that airplane to actually fly in the air mm-hmm. and how Thomas Edison had so many different tries to get the light bulb to work and all this good stuff. If we were to interview them right now, what would they say as far as every time that they were failing and every time that it wasn't working, did they know, did they have some kind of like deep in their heart Did they know it's going to work? I just got to keep at it. And it's going to be that perfect timing. And it's going to be that perfect filament in the light bulb. That's just going to come to me if I keep trying. And maybe that's what kept them going and kept them patient enough to not give up. That's a good point. The whole thing about failing forward, and we've talked about that before, and I love that concept, is that you have to put yourself out there and you have to try things and you have to be willing to fail and you have to be willing to learn from your failure. But that patience to keep trying, and at what point do you give up? and Or do you give up? And is there something that says to you, I just got to keep going, I got to do the next right thing, I can't worry about whether it's ever going to happen? Or is... As is argued in an article I read, sometimes impatience is not a bad thing if it is time to give up. Because sometimes there, mm. if you're in a dead-end job or if you're in a bad relationship, you don't press forward with everything. I love that. But that's true. So sometimes impatience can be an indicator yeah. that it's time to hang this up. So impatience isn't always a bad word. It is in most cases, I think, but... <laughs> I'm glad Thomas Edison didn't feel like he needed to be impatient and give up. But on the other hand, what if you were in a job that just was never going to work out for you? It just was a bad fit. And you just stayed there for years and years and years and got miserable. So it can stir you sometimes to change direction. And again, that part about waiting and control. There are some things that are within your control. You can get your resume together and get your network game on and really try to pursue some other positions while you are still patiently within your own uncomfortable job. And even, like I said, even if we did interview Wright Brothers and Thomas Edison, they may say, oh my goodness, I used to have this thing in the pit of my stomach of just like, ah, when is this going to happen? But we persevered and we pushed through, I guess with the Wright brothers too, they had support, yeah. you know, with each other. It's like they both were feeling that same kind of way. And maybe you can kind of talk it out and just be like, okay, we're human. Impatience is going to rear its ugly head sometimes. In this case, we know it doesn't mean to give up. In this case, we know it means to keep trying because the goal in this one was flight, which was so important. Yeah. But it took a while. And what about this? Is it ever good for us? It, like when Waiting? We, when, yeah. Like when we look back in hindsight, have you ever thought back, wow, that made me appreciate the gift of it when it did finally come into my life. And maybe it was good for me. Yeah. It's was the whole equipped. enduring trials thing. Yes. It, which is not fun. either. Yeah. <laughs> it's the whole thing of you learn how to cope with waiting, you learn patience. They say, if you pray for patience, what's going to happen is that patience isn't going to come over you. You're going to get a chance to exercise patience. You're going to be in a really (laughs) long line at Meijer, a grocery (laughs) store. Meijer here in the Detroit area, people are familiar with that. But if you're not, pick whatever whatever grocery store you want. There's always, yeah, going to be a line. So you'll find yourself in situations where you need to get patience. So if that's how you get patience, by, what is it, exercising your patience? Yeah, muscle. Muscle. Yeah, and you learn things. And you and you learn that you can 
like you were saying, be grateful for what you have. Yes. And here's another one, too. The part, again, about things you can't control. What if you're looking for that Mr. or Mrs. Right? And you are ready. You are ready to start a relationship. You are going to be a good partner. But whoever has been specifically designed for you and that's going to end up being for your best, they aren't quite ready. They've got to go through a few more things before they are ready to meet you. You wouldn't want them right now. They're, they're still baking in the oven. Okay. You know, it's like uh, <laughs> those cookies that they're so doughy and it's like nasty in the middle, you know? That's You another. don't eat cookie dough? I'll eat cookie dough and I'll eat a cookie that's soft baked. But sometimes my son will bring one out of the oven and I can't even hold it. It just falls off the side okay. of my hand. So that's the kind of person cookie you're talking about. That's right. I don't want that person to just going to fall off the side of my hand. <laughs> I can't even enjoy them. <laughs> you know, I want in that case, and of course, it's probably going to be hindsight where I'm going to realize it, that I'm so grateful that I met him when he had finished baking yeah. completely. So it's just a matter of trusting timing. Yes, that's another beautiful word. Timing and trust. Yeah. Okay, so we've got here the concept of discipline. We've got the concept of gratitude while we're waiting. We've got the concept of timing. Because mm -hmm. life can have a rhythm and a timing that can be beautiful if we can get ourselves calm enough to flow with it. And I was listening back to the podcast that we did last time on relationships. Yeah. And one of the verses that I mentioned was that when love is patient, love is kind. I was talking about that in terms of for love relationships. But now that I'm looking back at it, can you imagine it's the Bible and they put patient before they put kind? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that shows to me the importance of patience and the fact that humans just we already know it. Humans are not all that patient by nature. I just feel like it might be a little better if, like you said, if we could kind of go with the timing instead of constantly complaining and constantly fighting it and go with it a little bit sometimes. So check this out. Patience is the calm acceptance that things can happen in a different order than the one you have in mind. It's a David Allen quote. I like that. I had never seen that quote before and I am the quote queen. And I thought, wow, I love that one. It was made just for just made for, for today. It was for us today. We it was right there on Pinterest. Big, hey, pick me. It was baking in the oven. It was waiting baking, for waiting to, for this podcast. So share with everyone else. Yeah. Because it's going to happen. Well, not everything is going to happen. We go back. To, okay, some things so we that worry that aren't. That part that when and but, if, yeah. But the chances are pretty good that things are going to happen. It's just a matter of timing. Yeah. And there's no set thing. And I can remember... We talked in another podcast about society's expectations on when things will happen, that if you're not married by 30, or if you don't have kids by 35, or if you don't have X number of dollars in the bank by 50, or, you know, whatever, you're, you know what I'm saying? Those norms, yes. And I, I think a lot of people are starting to reevaluate those norms. A lot of people in these upcoming generations are kind of realizing, I want to get a few things done and under my belt before I get married, before I have children, with the belief and the hope that there will still be time for those things to come along also. And so it's that whole individual mindset where everybody doesn't fit into that same little box and standard. And stop being pressured by society. Yeah. 
and you see your friend getting engaged on social media or you see Joe Blow's son is going to this great college. And it all goes back to, are we feeling enough for this time in our life? And I think we need to sometimes just calm ourselves down and reflect within and think, yes, my life is enough. I don't need to compare myself to everyone else. And I don't need to put all this burden on my back to produce by a certain deadline. So a lot of the impatience may be imposed on us by expectations that we have of ourselves or we feel others put upon us. Yeah. So, and of course, you know, we talked about this before too. Instant gratification just doesn't seem to help. (laughs) No, because yeah, everything is instant in our society, way more so than back in the day. And when you start getting into that rhythm, sometimes it's not a healthy place to be. You realize, oh, I can get, now I do love my Amazon. I can go on Amazon and order ABC items in 30 seconds and have them at my house in 24 to 48 hours. So you get used to that. I don't want too many of us to start extrapolating that out to long-term patients things and start thinking, well, I should be able to just go online dating and find myself a man that's going to be my husband just, you know, in 24 to 48 hours. It's probably (laughs) not going to work out very well. I would think not. So it's about thinking through things and thinking about why we feel certain ways so that we can get to the actual tips. So If you're ready for it, maybe we just jump to the takeaway time and that could be the tip for the day too. Is that our takeaway tip time? Yeah, takeaway tip time. Because I've been impatient for it. I've been waiting since the beginning of the episode. So I am thinking all it really boils down to is kind of like what I alluded to before. Sit yourself down for a minute. Physically sit down. And whether it's for a short term or a long term wait, it's almost like those uh, relaxation exercises, you know, sit in a calm place and concentrate on your breathing and kind of pretend like nothing else is there. And there really is beauty and benefit to that, honestly, to that calming down and relaxing. Because when you get to that state of relaxation, you start to be able to listen to what's really coming from you versus all the noise of the outside world. And then I want you to think back to a situation, any old situation in your life from the past where you had to wait for something that ended up working out for you and how it was worth the wait. And if you are really sitting calmly and you give yourself time, you will be able to land on something in your life. And think about what was worth the wait and what did you learn while you were waiting maybe? Yes, because many times when you have previous examples from your life, it gives you the confidence to move forward and believe that can happen again. So you reflect on how you can, again, have gratitude for the life that you currently have, even though you know that things can be better whenever X, Y, Z happens, you begin to slowly have that willingness to be able to wait patiently and calmly for it to appear. And you think about the cookies, bacon, and you (laughs) you think about all that. And just understand once you have done all of the things that are in your power to help bring forth the situation. Once you have sent off that resume, you have met up with that particular person, you have even done the little online dating app and set up your profile. Once you have begun things moving in the direction that you want to, it's just like a delicious pot of soup. Just let 
it sit and marinate for a while. In the slow cooker? Yes. Are we in the slow cooker, Lynette? We're in the slow cooker, and it's going to be delicious. Not the Instapot? Ah, today is not an Instapot day. (laughs) Okay. The Instapot is broken today. A slow cooker today. So we've got to do the slow cooker. You can do slow cooking in an Instant Pot, can't you? You can, but not today because it's broken. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to get my slow cooker crock pot out. (laughs) Yes. Get the crock pot. Because you want that savory, delicious stew that took time to create. And it was worth it. It was marinating. It was marinating. It was worth it. Okay. Okay? You got it? All right. Those are all my tips. Except I got one more. In the spirit of patience. Mm Mm-hmm. I want to tell you about something that is coming up soon. Okay. Season two of Imagine Yourself. Which, by the way, if you are subscribed to us, say, on uh, iTunes or Google Play, you may have to re-search us. You will always be able to find the link at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. That's not changing. But for the season two, you may need to research us. So I would either, um, like, if you don't find season two... On iTunes, put us in the search bar again and look for us or go to our website, which is imagineyourselfpodcast.com. Yes. And you'll be able to find the links to all of the different platforms, whether it be Spotify or iTunes, Google Play. Yeah, Yeah. there's a few of them. Yeah. And you might have to resubscribe or do those things because we are going to be on all these platforms this time. We have some wonderful new ideas on how we plan to use Imagine Yourself in this upcoming year and season. We are going to have, of course, fresh new topics. We'll still have all of the former episodes as well. Yeah, we're going to move all of the old episodes over to the new platform, too. So you have them all together. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to want we're asking of you. We're going to try to do a lot of more interactive things with our beloved listeners as well, where we try to get your feedback on exactly what you want to hear and what topics interest you. And we're going to roll with it. Yeah. And how anything that you listen to personally impacts your life. Because I hear great stories from people. Oh, I heard this and I did that and it worked out this way. Love that sort of thing. And I think we're going to have to share some of that more often too, because many times we feel like we're in a bubble and we feel like this is only happening to us. And once you realize that other people are going through the same things and how they have sometimes climbed their way out of it, it's just very inspirational. Yeah. So we want to make sure that we include more of that for season two. So patiently, (laughs) of course, wait for season two begin in a couple of weeks. Actually, March 23rd, isn't it? Yes. In the meantime, imagine yourself peacefully, contently, trustingly, gratefully, patiently waiting for the next best thing to land in your life. Thanks for listening. Now we'd like to hear from you. Got an idea for the show? Want to share your story or just say hello? Make sure you connect with us. You can do that at imagineyourselfpodcast.com. And we'll talk to you again next time when we have something new to imagine.